I'm Darren Millard. This is the VGK Daily Podcast. Episode 44 is different than those that have aired before and all the shows that will follow. The shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin this week has led to athletes across North America and around the world to voice further concern regarding racial injustice. This was demonstrated by National Hockey League players joining those in the NBA, WNBA, Major League Baseball, and more in not playing games this week. The Golden Knights' Game 3 of its second-round series against Vancouver, scheduled for last night, was postponed. The team releasing this statement. The Vegas Golden Knights will continue to use our platform and the visibility to raise awareness against racial injustices. We support our players and the decision not to play the game. We are committed to bringing about lasting, meaningful change that has been needed for far too long through actions, not words. We understand this one action will not alone solve a deep-rooted systematic problem. However, our hope is that it helps shine a brighter light on the issue of racial equality and helps amplify marginalized voices that need to be heard at this time. The players on the four teams in each respective National Hockey League bubble gathered together to show unity and address the situation. Here is that unified presentation from Edmonton that includes all four clubs, with Ryan Reeves representing the Golden Knights, Bo Horvat speaking on behalf of Vancouver, Nazem Kadri and Pierre-Edward Belmar spoke for the Colorado Avalanche, and Jason Dickinson stood up front for the Dallas Stars. Those five athletes were surrounded and supported by players from all four teams. We present the entire media conference from Edmonton. Good afternoon. We're joined by members of the Vegas Golden Knights, Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars, and Vancouver Canucks. Speaking for the Canucks, Captain Bo Horvat. For the Stars, Jason Dickinson. For the Knights, Ryan Reeves. And from the Avalanche, Pierre-Edouard Belmar and Nazem Kadri. We'll now take questions. Brendan Batchelor, Sportsnet, go ahead. Uh, first of all, this question's for Bo. Just uh, your thoughts on the decision that the players have made today as a group and just sort of take us inside the conversations you guys have had that have led to this point. Yeah, I think you know, it was a really important decision and I think it was the, the right decision to make. Um, you know, we needed to uh, to do something and make a stand, and I think this is the appropriate um, form of action that we're doing right now. And I can be proud of our our group of guys to to come up with this solution. And um, you know, regarding thoughts and you know the stuff that we went over this morning, we you know met as a group and and went over to to Vegas and we met as um, you know as a group there and and thought this was going to be the best form of action to take and. Um, you know, I'm really proud of what we come up with, and um, you know, we definitely think this is the best uh, best thing to do. Go to Ryan Clark, the Athletic. This question is for Nazem here, Edward and Ryan. What does this day mean to the three of you? What does this moment mean to the three of you to know that the league is doing something and standing behind you are your peers in a united front? Uh, you know, I think I think if you look around this room, um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of white athletes in here, and I think that's the statement that's being made right now. Um, 
you know, it, it's great that the NBA did this and the MLB and the WNBA, you know, they have a lot of black players in those leagues. But for, you know, all these athletes in here to take a stand and say, you know what, we, we see the problem too and, and we stand behind you. You know, I, I go to war with these guys and I, I hate their guts on the ice, but I couldn't be more proud of these guys. It's, uh, you know, the statement that they've made today is, is something that's going to last, you know, these two days isn't going to, isn't going to fix anything, but um, the conversation and the, and the statement that's been made is very powerful, especially coming from, uh, from this league. I mean, I agree. Uh, just to reiterate, I think this is a big enough statement. Just all these guys sticking together. I've never, you know, I got so much more respect for every single player in this league um, by, by doing something like this. And obviously systemic racism, we can use these next couple of days to further educate ourselves and, and try to, you know, for the betterment of society. So, uh, you know, it's something that needed to be done. And, you know, I think hockey's a, a team sport, a team game. And, Every single one of these guys are, are on the same page and, and stand with each other. Um, same here. I mean, uh, it's not an easy, easy subject. Uh, it's an awkward subject for a lot of people. And the fact that we're all here together right now, uh, it's going to bring a lot of awareness and going to be a lot of question asked. And it's going to be able to to help everybody educate themselves, educate the people to ask the question. And the fact that everybody is right here with us, standing up together, um, it's huge. Um, it's, a, it's a great unity. Take the next one, Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Hey guys, for uh, Naz, Pierre Edouard, and Jason, um, just with the benefit of hindsight, did, did it feel right to play last night? Like, were, were you reservations when you were on the ice playing that game? Um, yeah, it did. But in the same time, um, it happened really fast. I don't want to, you know, give the blame to anybody. But by the time we got to the ring, games were on, and the news came up that. Uh, the NBA postponed, so um, it didn't feel right. But I feel that uh, after reflecting on it and us being here together, it's, uh, it's the best response we could have. Greg Wyshynski, ESPN. Thanks a lot. Hey, Ryan, uh, Kevin Shattenkirk over on the Eastern side was talking about the influence that you had for a lot of these guys. What, what was your message about why it was important not to play? Um, you know, I think it was just what I said. I, I think the message coming from a predominantly white league has a lot bigger impact, not bigger impact, but it has a very strong impact when it's coming from players like this. You know, most of these guys have never lived through some of the stuff that black athletes have. You know, uh, they don't go through those those day to day things that they feel that racism or they've, they, they've seen the racism, racism or their family's gone through it. But for them to say, look, we see what's going on in society and we, we disagree with it and something has to change right now. That, that was my message. And I think I, I, you know, I said that standing together here is, it's, it's just, it's more powerful than anything you can do. We're in a bubble. There's nothing you can do outside the bubble right now. And we can't change anything because we're stuck in here. But together in here right now, that's that's what we can do. Patrick Johnston, Post Media. Uh, <clears throat> Bo, can you maybe just walk us through the thinking this morning? You know, what were you guys thinking about? Why, why today? Why not yesterday? Why not Tuesday? What changed? 
Um, no, I think just, uh, again, we, we talked about it um, in the room this morning. And, you know, we really, you know, obviously realizing the impact it's having on the world and, and around the sports communities. And obviously, you know, seeing what was going on with basketball and the MLB and, uh, and everything that, you know, we, we talked about as a group and then wanted to go over and, and talk to, uh, to, to Ryan in, in Vegas. And um, we just all thought it was the, the best course of action. And, you know, everything that Brian has been saying, you know, that we need to come together and obviously this, this stuff, kind of stuff can't stand and, and that we need to educate ourselves and, and, and realize what's going on in the world. And, um, you know, I think he's hit the nail right on the head that, you know, there needs to be change. And, you know, us being all together here, you know, as one uh, definitely shows uh, you know, strength in the hockey community as long as well as, you know, in, in the world. Take the next one, Saad Youssef, The Athletic. Hey, Nazem, I'm just uh, curious, you know, with the hoodie that you have on, is there a particular importance with that for you? Obviously, no Muhammad Ali stood for and things like that. Uh, does that mean anything special to you? Uh, I mean, obviously, he's, he's an icon, someone I looked up to. Um, probably my favorite athlete. I mean, I think, uh, you know, he was definitely a role model and as leaders up here um, with the NHL. You know, I think we have a, a unique opportunity to uh, to try to create sustainable change, and you know that's what this is all about. It's not just one or two guys. It's you know every single player being on the same page and, and sticking together, and you know morally and ethically, this is you know this is the right thing to do. Take the next one, Sean Shapiro, the Athletic. Hey, Jason, you were kind of cut off earlier, I think, when the question was targeted to you as well. How do you look at kind of? from playing last night and kind of thinking about that decision and kind of what the discussions were like today for you guys? Yeah, I think it was just a really quick turnaround for the events and um, the timing for us was a difficult uh, stance to take. And um, you know what? I don't think uh, us not reacting quick enough was uh, necessarily a bad thing. We're, we're doing our, our part now and we're trying to uh, do what we can here today and tomorrow. And uh, you know what? We could have not played yesterday, but it was such a quick turnaround that I think um, it was hard for us to start that conversation and, uh, you know, get it going. And we, we were able to dive into it a little bit better today and uh, really open open up uh, as, a, as a group. And obviously Vancouver and Vegas, they, uh, they were able to open up together and then, you know, things stemmed from there. David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. Hi, Ryan and Jason. Since you guys uh, and Robin and Tyler knelt for the anthem a couple of weeks ago, there hasn't been a whole lot of, I guess, maybe activism on the ice since then. Is there, have you guys been wanting to do more since then? Um, you know, I think... I think when we took a knee that one day, it was uh, it was a day to you know start the conversation. Um, for me, um, I also have a lot of respect for military, and um, so you know I wanted to start the conversation of what, what's going on in, in the states right now. But um, I, I also want to stand and, and respect the people that have fought and died for this country. Um, so I, I, I don't think I was planning on doing anything else on the ice. Um, I don't know if I am after this, to be honest, but um, 
I think this is a much more powerful message today than uh, anything that one, one or two or three guys can do on ice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nothing more needs to be said. We were able to start a, a big conversation amongst our team um, stemming from that uh, moment. So, you know, that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted to get the conversation going and um, not only amongst ourselves, but amongst uh, the country and the world. Go to Arif Dean, Mile High Sports. Hey, Nazem, I wanted to ask you, when you see the news in the NBA that LeBron James, you know, the biggest name in the league, he played a large role in not only postponing yesterday's games, but the Lakers, his team, who has a chance to win it all, they actually voted against even playing the rest of the playoffs today uh, or yesterday. How powerful of a message does that send to you, and how powerful do you think it is for you and ultimately for the rest of these guys to stand here in solidarity even though you guys are opponents on the ice first and you're all battling for the same prize? That means a lot. I mean, more than you could imagine. You know, I think just having a player of that status, being able to, uh, you know, sacrifice potentially another championship, um, you know, for something bigger than that. Uh, some things are bigger than sports. And, um, you know, there comes a time where, you know, you, you got to start acting on your word. I mean, you, you can say – and put up signs and, and have all that stuff, which is great. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, what, what are we really doing to make a difference? And, uh, you know, it, it's that time for action. Ian McIntyre, Sportsnet. Hi, either uh, for uh, Pierre Edward or Ryan, uh, it wasn't uh, the NBA that shut down last night's games. It was the players. And it's not NHL that's shutting down tonight's and tomorrow's games, but it's the players. Do you see this as a moment of empowerment? And do you think players will be more proactive in the future in taking a stand rather than necessarily waiting for the league to tell them what should be done? Yeah, you know, I think the best thing that happened, you know, last night I struggled with, you know, what I wanted to do, whether it was, you know, am I really going to walk out on my team and be the only guy or is there going to be a couple of guys? But I, I woke up to, you know, a text from Kevin Shattenkirk and, um, and he had a bunch of guys out east there and they wanted to talk. And, and then I got a text saying Vancouver wanted to talk. And, you know, that, that I think was more powerful that it started, the conversation started with white players on other teams wanting to talk. And, um, you know, I, I think that's the most powerful thing that happened today. And now you see us all coming together, uh, all opponents here. Um, you know, I, I hope after this, you know, I don't expect every one of these guys to go out and, you know, be uh, you know, advocates for this, for this movement. But, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of us are. And, and that's, that's the biggest thing. You can't just talk about it in the bubble and then go home and live your, live your life. Uh, you know, you got you to gotta start being part of it. And, uh, you know, I expect lots of us to. Matt Larkin, the Hockey News. Hey, guys. Uh, this one's for, for Jason. Um, in a couple of days, the dust will settle. You guys will probably be back on the ice. So what do you do to, to make sure the message stage stays strong, um, you know, just going forward, and, and especially from the perspective of sort of um, white allyship? Sorry, can you finish it or repeat the end of that? Yeah, I just said from the white perspective, in just terms of showing your allyship going forward, um, and just sort of making sure this isn't a thing that comes and goes. Yeah, I mean, like Reef said, it's it's tough to do a, a whole lot while we're in this bubble. Um, we can keep 
using our words and keep uh, trying to get it out into the media, but it's going to come down to our action once we're out of here. we got to start doing more. Um, you know, I know Dallas, our organization, has done uh, some good work in, in uh, St. Phillips in particular, and, you know, we need to grow off of that stuff. We need to keep doing more. We need to keep finding more ways that we can get back into these communities and these situations to really right the wrongs that have been going on and uh, try to balance out what, what we've uh, been witnessing. Take a couple more for the guys. Himal Javeri, USA Today. So just to follow up on that question about white allyship, how are you guys planning to make changes uh, that, you know, it's been a couple of months since uh, the summer where everybody was making social media posts. The teams have had a chance to do it. Um, is this something that's going to come in waves or are there clear plans to partner with uh, black players and to take the lead with them? Well, I think the hockey diversity uh, uh, association is a great start. You no, know, right there, they're, they're getting the ball rolling to to bring the the white allyship in and, and get us on board and help them out. And uh, you know, I can't I can't say that we've got a definitive plan today. Um, you know, we're we're working on things, and this is why we need a couple of days to talk things out and and get organized and and really hash out a plan because um, you know we can talk all we want, but until we do something, it's all just words. Yeah, th th those two days are, are, we know that they are not maybe going to change everything right now, but uh, the main point is that we're all here and we are aware of what's going on and we, it has to stop. And this is the message that we're sending to our organization, the NHL, that we want to work together to, to take a better step, a different step, and making sure that this never happen again. And it's the, the HDA has a plan. And it's up to us after the bubble and every players, the organization, to make sure that we work together uh, with our communities to make sure it's just get better and better. Um, the reason why we're here right now is because there's nobody in this room happy about what's just, what is happening. And this is the key. We could change the five guys in front of the, the mic and it would be the same answers. And that's the key. Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, this question's for Nazem. I mean, we just heard that the HGA has a plan. Can you kind of tell us what you would like to do for the rest of the bubble and beyond and what you would like to see from the NHL in the bubble and beyond? Yeah, I mean, just being a member of the HDA, I think we, uh, we have certain initiatives and policies that, that uh, you know, we would like the NHL to act on. Um, you know, we feel that it's very reasonable and, um, you know, I, I, unfortunately, I can't dive too much into specifics, but um, there is a plan. And moving forward, you know, we, we want the NHL to understand that, you know, this is a partnership, a, a collaborative effort to, uh, you know, create sustainable change. And, you know, moving forward, you know, it, it's going to have to be the whole league. It's going to have to be collectively, um, not just one or two guys. Strength in number is key. And, uh, you know, in order to, to make serious change, that's what's going to need it to be happening. Thank you, guys. That concludes the player portion of the media availability. We'll be joined shortly by the head coaches. There will be an unprecedented two-day pause in the Stanley Cup playoffs, initiated by the players, a movement backed by the league, the organizations, and their head coaches. Pete DeBoer, Travis Green, 
Jared Bednar and Rick Bonus of Vegas, Vancouver, Colorado, and Dallas, the four teams participating in the Western Conference bubble, like the players before them, also gathered as one unified group. We'll start with Greg Wyshynski, ESPN. Thanks a lot. Uh, to Peter, um, Ryan Reeves seems like he played a major role in, in, in getting this, uh, this together uh, with other teams visiting him this morning to, to talk it out. Just your, your thoughts on, on Ryan's role in all of this and your conversations with him in the last 24 hours. Well, real proud of them. Um, you know, it hasn't just been the last 24 hours. We, we've had ongoing conversations going back to, uh, you know, the beginning when we got into the bubble and, and, uh, and him and a group of other players took a knee um, during the anthem. And, you know, he, he's, a, he's a smart, intellectual uh, guy that, uh, you know, has a lot of loyalty to uh, both his race, but also to... Uh, law enforcement and uh, and military and um, he doesn't do anything without uh, considering everything and so you know when we discussed uh, what was going to go on here today you know he had he had my full support I don't think he slept a lot last night I think it, it weighed heavily on him and uh, you know but I also think he was very comfortable in his decision and uh, you know I'm, re I'm real proud of him and proud to stand behind him. Farhan Lalji, TSN. Guys, I know there have been some other coaches who have, have said that they've been just so completely preoccupied by hockey and preparation that they haven't necessarily uh, given a lot of thought to what's been going on outside of their respective bubbles. Where do you guys stand? Maybe we'll just we'll start with you, Travis. And if anybody else wants to weigh in just on how aware you are that this has been happening and that this moment could be coming. Uh, well, I know personally, I have been aware of what's been happening. Uh, as far as the other sports, the other leagues, I'm not playing last night. I saw that late last night. Uh, it's been disturbing uh, to watch uh, some of the videos that have, that have, you've seen, everyone's seen. Um, and I, and I, much like Pete said, I stand behind our players. Um, you know, you talk about racism, how it has to stop, injustice has to stop. Uh, there has to be change, and taking action obviously is a, is is a way to make change. And um, you know, to, to see our players today uh, try to make change uh, makes you proud as a coach. And um, you know, we I knew this morning, or I figured this morning, that our players would would be thinking about making change and uh it, it weighed on their minds um i know personally i was thinking about it myself last night what would happen this morning when i got to the rink and uh again i'm proud of our group I'll, I'll jump in on that. I was just going to say, you know, like we were, uh, I, I heard the questions to the players and talking about, you know, our teams playing last night. And, um, you know, I was asked the question in our post game press conference about, um, you know, conversations. Did anyone, did we have any conversations with our players prior to the game? And I know there was some discussions uh, throughout our room and they mentioned the time frame. I'm proud of them for, you know, taking the time to get together, you know, not just with the players here in, in our bubble, but also the bubble out east and then um, getting together and 
coming up with an informed decision to to you know stop today and and obviously our our club and our coaching staff supports um you know the decision that they came up with and and i think when you get together as a group um again not just the players in this bubble but the bubble out east it, it, it sends a stronger message I was well aware of what was going on last night coming to the game. Um, I had a conversation with Jason Dickerson, uh, our player rep, and I said, everything okay? And he said, yeah. I said, we're ready to play. Okay, we're ready to play. And as a coach, you support your players. I supported uh, Jason and Tyler when they when they uh, took a knee with the Vegas players when we played them in the round robin. And I support their decision today. Uh, we're all against the uh, social injustice, the racial discrimination that's going on around the world. And uh, if our players think this is the best way that they can support that, then they have our full support. We are proud of the stance that they have taken. Go to Ryan Clark, The Athletic. Jared, I mean, you coach a team that you have three ethnic minorities with Matt Niano, Pierre Edward Belmar, and Nazem Kadri. What has it been like to watch all this? Think about those three, then think about the conversations you guys have as a team, given that you are someone who you've played all over and you've played in a place like Charleston where you've kind of seen firsthand how race can shape a community. Yeah, it's interesting because you have you have players that you know, we've got some younger guys, we've got some older guys, we've got players from all over the world and, and they come from different backgrounds and, and it's you get everyone in, into one locker room and, and they're just teammates first and brothers and and it's, you know, you see how, how people from all over the world can come together and that's what I think sports does for, you know, does for, um, you know, I, I think our communities and our our country can can learn a little bit from sports and from teams and from what a locker room can look like and and how much people care about each other, even though they're from different backgrounds. And you know what I what I like about our team is like guys like Nazem and P. Belmar. They've started conversations in our locker room. There's there's players, coaches. We're getting educated on, on different you know views and and um, sharing ideas and and you know to try and, and bring change and and even if it's just education for our team and and it sparks ideas and how we can get out in our communities and help. I think is is positive. Go to Patrick Johnston, Post Media. <clears throat> Travis, the Vancouver fan base, I think, is noted for being one of the more diverse in the league. How much do you think uh, the, the sort of need to reflect how the community feels, what the community looks like, uh, played a role in, in the motivations of your players today? Uh, I think it's society in general. Um, you know, I know Vancouver with our fan base, like you said, it's very diverse. Uh, much like Jared said, you go into a lot of locker rooms and and there's a lot of different nationalities and, and it is like a family. Uh, I know in, in the province of BC, it feels that way. Um, but when you, when you start talking about racism, uh, I think there's so many different things that went into the players' minds and their decisions and um, for them to take action. Uh, you know, I'm sure our province is proud of them, uh, but it's not, just, it's not just about BC, it's bigger than that. And uh, it's about society in general. Sean Shapiro, The Athletic. 
Hey, Rick, what, what are some of the conversations you would encourage people outside of the bubble to have over the next two nights? Because obviously there's a lot of people who would have been watching hockey games and now they have this time and that they should use to reflect. What are some of the conversations you would kind of encourage them to have with either their families and things along those lines? Well, I, I think that's a key point is the conversations you have with your family. And as a father, uh, Judy and I raised our children to, um, to respect everyone they met and respect them all the same, regardless of their race or their social background. Uh, that's how we raised our children. And I think it all starts with that, with your families and being, and being parents and, and bringing to the forefront with your children. But, uh, we raised our kids that you, regardless who you meet, where you meet them, and when, when in life you treat everyone the same. You treat people with respect, regardless of their race, regardless of their social background. So and I think that that's where it should start with families. You have to start somewhere clearly, uh, and and there's no better place than having family discussions and getting and raising your children, so that they are that they are open to people who being people, just being who they are, regardless what they do, just who are they as as people. So, I think it does start with family conversations. Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, Pete. Uh, I know you've known Evander Kane for a couple years, and he's someone who now is part of the Hockey Diversity Alliance and has been just outspoken on these issues. Just what's your reaction as you've seen him kind of grab uh, this platform on these issues? Well, Evander's been way out in front of this. He's been he's been discussing this for, for years. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, I know he's really proud of what what's going on today uh, with the NHL. Uh, I think that uh, he knows and, and everybody in this room earlier knows that this one act isn't going to change everything, but hopefully it shines a little brighter light on, you know, the issue of systemic racism and, and not just this country, but, uh, but all over the world. And, uh, you know, again, Evander, it's been something near and dear to his heart for a long time. And uh, I think he's felt like uh, some of his opinions have fallen on deaf ears for a while. And, and I think, uh, you know, he would be really happy today with, with what's gone on. Brendan Bachelor, Sportsnet. Travis, obviously this is about all of the players and the league coming together as one in this moment, but Ryan Reeves talked about the importance uh, of hearing from your players in this conversation that they reached out to him. Just a thought on the context of uh, some of your players choosing to reach out to an opponent to have an important conversation in spite of the fact that you're in the middle of a very heated playoff series. Well, I think that's all part of the statement. Um, you know, there's sports and then there's things that are bigger than, than sports. And uh, I wasn't surprised at all this morning uh, when our players, when I spoke to our players and, and they wanted to talk uh, to Ryan. Um, felt like that was the right thing to do. And, um, you know, again, uh, these guys, the, the, their teammates within the league, you know, there are, they, a lot of times you play on different teams. They all care about each other, but when they go on the ice, they still compete hard against each other. And uh, yet they're family. And I felt like our group uh, wanted to make sure that uh, the Vegas team knew that, or Ryan knew that they were behind him and um, wanted to have a conversation. Uh, and again, I was, I was behind them all the way and supported them 100% with uh, whatever decision they made. And... Um, 
you know, it's hard not to be, to be proud of them. Take a couple more for the coaches. Arif Dean, Mile High Sports. Hey, Jared, this one's for you. This is obviously a very unique time in the hockey world. Not only are you guys playing hockey in August, but it's intense playoff hockey, it's second round playoff hockey. How much more powerful of a message, I mean, if at all, do you think that this makes in postponing games that matter this much and doing so by sitting in solidarity with the coaches that you're battling against? Well, I, I feel it should be more powerful. And for a number of reasons, really, when you look at it, it's, it's a time of year um, you have players in the NBA, they're in a bubble, we're in a bubble here. There's one out east within our league. And what that entails for a lot of guys is leaving their families at home. And, and for guys on our team, we've got a lot of guys with young kids and, and uh, wives at home and that, you know, are doing all the heavy lifting, in, you know, to raise their families. And they're here stuck in the bubble playing hockey in the second round of the playoffs. And when you're stepping away from the game for a couple of days because you are making a statement, you know, as a group um, trying to end systemic racism and you then have to spend extra time away from your uh, loved ones and, and, you know, they're without their support system, they take on some of that weight too. And um, so these are things that our players have all taken into consideration here today. And, and um, so it should be a more powerful message because of some of the sacrifices they're making. David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi for you, Pete, but I guess maybe anybody can jump in. Is, this is obviously a, a player-driven movement. I'm, I'm curious maybe what you feel the coach's role in, in this conversation is and furthering it, whether it's, clinics speaking with junior coaches or I guess whatever it might be well it's player driven but but it's team supported um, you know I, I, I can speak for our team and I, and I really think I can speak for all the gentlemen up here because we've had discussions about this you know we're a hundred percent behind this from the moment it was brought up uh, with the players so yes it's player driven but but definitely team supported um, and you know what? I'm open to, to whatever role I can play in this. Uh, absolutely. Um, open to ideas. I don't pretend to, to know, you know, even where to start, but, uh, you know, I, I'm open to anything. Thanks, guys. Games are expected to resume on the weekend. As of the time of this recording, the schedule has yet to be released. Follow the VGK social accounts for the latest information. We will not have hockey again tonight. Use the time to reflect, have a conversation, educate. This has been the VGK Daily, a presentation of the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm Darren Millard.